Father in heaven, I'm thankful for the day and the blessings of life for watching over us. We're thankful for Jesus who died for us. And for the church, we're thankful for it and the blessings that are in, in Christ. We're thankful for the fellowship that we have one with another and the forgiveness of sins. We're mindful of uh, Ruth Whitlow's passing, and we pray you'll be with uh, Jim and Janie and the family in their loss. Comfort them in, uh, during this time. Be with others that are sick. Help them to be restored to their health, if it be thy will. Forgive us of our sins and bless our study this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, Acts 11 uh, is Peter's account of the conversion of the Gentile, Cornelius, uh, and his household. And I would urge you to read, first of all, Acts 10, and then read Acts 11. But in Acts 11, beginning at... Uh, Verse uh, 14, Peter had been sent for. He was in Joppa, uh, two servants and a soldier of Cornelius who was a centurion. What's a centurion, by the way? What's a centurion? Sorry. Is that something like a dinosaur? What's it kind of sounds like it. <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's a century mean? I'm saying hundred so a centurion would be a soldier over a hundred men yeah see aren't you glad you came to class say i knew it was something with soldiers yeah so, so, yeah okay. so over a hundred men anyway he sent one of his soldiers and he sent uh two servants uh to joppa to get simon peter because cornelius has had a vision uh, he had a, an angel appeared to him and said send men to joppa for one Simon, whose surname, surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. So, Peter goes. And what we have here in verse 14 is Peter's repeating some of the things that had uh, transpired, and he's doing so in order. Acts 11, 15, 14 says, uh, Who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? And he, And as I began to speak, Peter's speaking here, as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Follow me? Verse 15, Acts 11, 15. Mm-hmm. See, Peter, after he converted the, these Gentiles, these were the first Gentile converts, he's called on the carpet back in Jerusalem about the matter. What, what are you doing eating with Gentiles? What are you going into the house of Gentiles? You, Jews don't associate with Gentiles. And so Peter's rehearsing the matter. And he says, As I began to speak... The Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit fell on them as on us at the beginning. Them meaning Cornelius and his household. Us meaning the apostles. See? Mm-hmm. And the apostles received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Remember in Acts 2, 1 through 4? Remember the promise that Jesus had made to the apostles that uh, they would be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence? Mm-hmm. Well, Acts 2, 1 through 4 was the fulfillment of that. And now Peter is looking back eight or ten years. And he says, As I began to speak, meaning at the household of Cornelius, the Holy Ghost fell on them, the household of Cornelius, as on us, the apostles, at the beginning. Well, what's the beginning? What's the beginning, uh, Megan? What's the beginning? Would that be the beginning of? The beginning of the church. Beginning of, and when did it begin? In Acts. Yeah. We read about in Acts. Yeah. Acts what? Jacob, do you know? 
when the church began? After Jesus died on the cross? After he died on the cross, can you be more specific? His resurrection? Not in his resurrection. Church didn't begin then. Was that what we were talking about? With, um, before the before Pentecost, before yeah. it was like the upper, day of Pentecost. Yeah, day of on the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost. Okay. You remember? I thought it was either before. Yeah. Or when the, verse Acts two one. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh, they the apostles were all in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled yeah. all the house where they were sitting, where the apostles were sitting. So that was the beginning of the church. That was the beginning of the church. Now. Are you in my class on Sunday morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You remember Isaiah 2? Yeah. I mean, I remember talking about Isaiah. Now We're going to go back a little bit. <coughs> I'm not, so this is a good. Let's go back to okay. Isaiah 2. Isaiah. The book of I, uh, Isaiah, the prophet, is called the Messianic prophet because he said so much, he prophesied so much about the Messiah or Christ. Messiah is the Hebrew word for the anointed one. And Christ is the Greek word for the anointed one. Isaiah 2 began with verse 1. I'm going to have you read it, uh, Megan. Okay, the word, <coughs> the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, was saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So we dealt with this uh, passage a couple of weeks ago on Sunday morning. Remember that? Mm -hmm. There are two important points to remember about this uh, passage. There's more that can be pointed out, and they're important too. But first of all, the time, the time frame. When, whatever this is that he refers to, when's it going to happen? Um, in the last days. Yes, in the last days. Yours says the latter days, right? Mm -hmm. Last days, the, la the latter days, same thing. It's your kind of passion, the latter days. And, and he says that the mountain of the Lord's house, mountain has reference to government, the government. The government of the Lord's house, the Lord's house is the church. First Timothy 3.15 says, but if, I, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how the... Well, why don't you read the verse? Hold your finger in Isaiah 2 and look it up. Isaiah, uh, turn to First uh, Timothy 3.15. John, read it for us. If I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. So, of truth. so what is the house of God? Megan? The church. Tyranny? Is she right about that? Yes. Don't say it just because she, she can be wrong. <laughs> I know she can be wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what you were bringing about? I said, he just, well, oh, oh. He, no, he was on your side. What are you wrong. talking about? Sorry, I revert that and I give it to her. No, <laughs> no the house of God here is, of course, the church. 
so he says this will come to pass in the last days the latter days the, the the mountain of the Lord's house the government of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and exalted above the hills I think there's a figure of speech there though it is true that Jerusalem is located 2500 feet above sea level um, I think it's the idea that a preeminent a prominent position uh, when it says uh, in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it into what judgment in the Lord's no. house in the, the Lord's church. house the Lord's house the church so it's showing that the church uh, is inviting or is for all not just one race not just the Jews mm-hmm. but Jews and Gentiles uh, and many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, or the mountain of the Lord, and the house of the God of Jacob are parallel expressions, really. Um, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So where would the church begin? What place? Jerusalem. Um... Read on. This is in the top of the mountains. For out of, read the rest of that verse. Zion. And shall be exalted. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Well, look at verse 2 again. Many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Well, that's the church. Mm -hmm. And uh, he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion. So it's it's on... For out of Zion shall go for the law. And what is Zion? You have what's called parallelism here again. You have you have one expression used, uh, and you have a second expression used that uh, carries the same idea, but it uses different words. Look at this. The law shall go forth, or uh, uh, out of Zion shall go forth the law, and... The word of the Lord from Jerusalem. The word of the Lord from Jerusalem, the law from Jerusalem. Or the word of the Lord from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Both of those ideas are the same. Zion and Jerusalem are the same. So, <clears throat> the church began when? According to this verse? According to this verse? Latter days. Well, in the last days, yeah. Okay, that, that, that's and where? Uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So any church that did not begin in the last days and did not start in Jerusalem cannot be the church of the Bible. Now, to make sure that we understand that the last days here is a reference to... um, We're not talking about a physical church either. Well, when we're talking about the church, we're talking about the called out ones. We're not talking about a physical building. No, Mm -hmm. no, absolutely not, right? We're talking about the people. The word church means, well, we'll talk about this later from other, in other lessons. It means the called out ones. It's never used in the New Testament in reference to a building. Now go over to Acts 2. If you have any questions while we go along, don't hesitate to, to stop me, okay? Okay. Now Acts 2... We've already mentioned that the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we mean an overwhelming power, the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit. Not really the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't divided up in you know, like a piece of pie and given to all the apostles, but his power was given. And, that's the mean, and they were overwhelmed with the power of the Holy Spirit so that they could speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And some said, well, these men are full of new wine. Peter answers that. He says, these are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it's about the third hour of the day. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. And then he says, look in verse, I think, verse 17, 16. <clears throat> but this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. Well, we were in Isaiah, though, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Well, John, go over and look up Joel two twenty-eight for us. Joel two twenty-eight. John, are you there? No, no. <laughs> Joel. Yeah. Chapter two. I'm sorry. Where does it come? What? Where's, which Where's, books is that between? Oh, I'm saying. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> Remember Matthew and his oh, yeah, we, yeah, speed we do. drills. Yeah, we do. We've got it. I promise you. Look over here. See, he quotes from Joel. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can find it. It's between Hosea and Amos. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah. You thought I was pulling your leg. I wouldn't. Yeah. I would, no, I John, really I wouldn't have, I wouldn't I do that. I Joel and then Amos, but... Yeah. I would not. Only on sword drills would I do that. <laughs> yeah, oh. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hosea, Joel, Hosea, Joel, Amos... Joel is called the prophet of Pentecost because he prophesies concerning Pentecost, the one that we're that we read of in Acts two. Joel two twenty eight. John begin reading there. Then shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. You know. <clears throat> also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord uh, of the Lord come. One more verse. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now, think about the language there, and remember it says here, it shall come to pass afterward. Well, now let's go back to Acts 2. And Megan, I'm going to have you read. Oh, have you read yet, Tyranny? Have I had you read, huh? No. Well, I don't want to leave you out. Um, <laughs> uh, how about your beginning with verse... 16. Now, Peter's answering. He's already answered the uh, mockers who said, well, these men are full of new wine. And he says, these men aren't drunk, seeing it's about the third hour of the day. Then verse 16. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last day. Pause. What does it say in Joel? It says afterward, doesn't it? Well, afterward, here's an inspired apostle, Peter, uh, telling us what that afterward means. It means the last days. See? Mm -hmm. I'll read on. You'll see a similarity in language. 
Um, it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood, before that great and noble day of the Lord come. One more verse. And it shall come to pass that whosoever sh- shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, now, doesn't that sound like Joel 2? Mm-hmm. Very similar, because Peter, Peter's quoting from it. And so he, he tells us that this is the beginning of the last days. He says, when he said this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that settles the matter as to the time frame and to the event that what had transpired. Now notice you have highly figurative language here, but he points out that he would uh, notice uh, verse 17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. Not pour my spirit out, pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. This is miraculous here. This was the beginning of the gospel age here, Acts, Acts chapter 2, and the beginning of the church and the spread of the gospel. And we talked about it in previous lessons about the spiritual gifts mm-hmm. that only the apostles could impart to others. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it refers to some of these individuals here because women are mentioned as well. There were women that had miraculous powers. Which is interesting because you would only think that men and the you know head of the household. No, not 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 now, not here, because women could teach other people. You know, they could teach other women, and they could teach a man privately. They couldn't get up and preach. They weren't allowed to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we chased a rabbit, haven't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's my fault. No, but that's what we need to do to get uh, yep. to help you to understand that the beginning of the church was Acts 2, or you read of it in Acts 2, it began in the last days, that was the beginning of the last days, or the gospel age and it was it began in Jerusalem everybody see that? Yep. Mm-hmm. so any church that did not begin in the last days as you read here in Acts 2 and did not begin in Jerusalem cannot be the church that you read of in the Bible Okay, uh, now, ten years later, Peter has been sent to the household of Cornelius. We'll go to Acts 11. And we were, Peter's rehearsing with these Jewish brethren in Jerusalem about what had happened because he'd gone to the house of the Gentiles and was eating with them, or at least, you know, with them, and he's called on the carpet about it. And so in Acts 11... He rehearses the, the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order, it says, in verse uh, 4, Acts 11, 4. And you come over here to verse uh, Acts 11 and verse uh, 15. He says, As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Now, I pointed out last week that our Baptist friends and others who believe in faith only will say, Here's an example of, a, in, of individuals that were baptized after they'd received the Holy Ghost, which was proof that they were saved before they were baptized. 
You follow my reasoning? That's mm -hmm. the way they reason. Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, they were saved before they had faith. Because how does faith come? Hearing. By hearing. Well, believing. Hearing. By hearing, you have to hear first. Yeah. Faith and believing are the same idea. Faith is just a noun. Believing would be a participle, I guess. Um, but um, they were, they evidently were saved before, not only they had faith, but before they even heard. Because it says, as I began to speak, you know, when the preacher gets up to speak, as he begins to speak, do you know what he's going to say? Nope. No, you have no idea. That's the way it was with Peter here at the household of Cornelius. As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, the household of Cornelius, as he did on, uh, as on us, the apostles, at the beginning, beginning of the church. So P Peter's going back eight or ten years, pointing back to it. Now, if the baptism of the Holy Spirit was uh, a regular thing, Peter could have said, well, you know, yesterday we had some that were baptized in the Holy Ghost. So why can't these be baptized? No, what does he do? He goes all the way back to Acts 2 because he's reminded of that event. Read on with me. Verse 16. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with the water, but ye, ye the apostles, shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the light gift, as he did unto us, gave them, the household of Cornelius, the light gift, the same gift, New King James Version says, and that's correct, that is a correct translation of it, the same gift, as he did unto us, the apostles, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? You follow that? Everybody follow me on that? Mm -hmm. Any questions on it? Then verse 18 is a key. When they, that is those Jewish brethren, the apostles and others that were in Jerusalem that called Peter, that called Peter on the carpet, when they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. In other words... God was going to allow the Gentiles to be saved too by the gospel. When, uh, when Jesus asked the question, uh, whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? They, they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, some one of the prophets. And Jesus said, but whom say ye that I am? And who, said, who spoke up? I was just about to say I that. Oh, I was Peter. waiting. I know. Peter. And what did... I was did, like, it may be wrong. <laughs> well, if you're wrong, if you're wrong, I'll tell you. And it won't matter. That's true. Because we've all been wrong at times. And we'll all be wrong at other times, you know. So we're here to help each other. We're all in this okay. together, okay? Honest. Say help each other so, find Joel. What? Help each other find Joel. <laughs> Whatever. Sometimes he, he's got trick up his sleeve. I, so, yeah, you got to... You... I, <laughs> Joel, it, it's a short book. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ready to preach through the Minor Prophets, and so he'll never miss it again. He probably won't miss it no, anymore now. Now, <laughs> yeah, so 
<laughs> you guys are getting me off on what I was about Sorry. to say. Uh, to go, baptized with the Holy Ghost. No, that wasn't it. Oh, uh, okay. We just got done talking. Oh, Peter. About, oh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. It's, it's come back to me now. <laughs> uh, Peter, what did Peter say when Jesus said, But whom say ye that I am? Thou art Christ. The, the Son of Christ. God, the Son of Man. The Son of the Living God. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Who is he talking to? Well, uh, who's he talking the, to? The people. No. Peter. Peter, talking to Peter at this point. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. What are keys for? But he was just talking about how he was going to build his church. Yeah, he he, he he was talking about that, but then he he came back to Peter. And, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What are keys for? Unlocking. Unlocking. And opening. Opening. Opening yeah. the door. Who's Whose sermon is recorded for us next too? First gospel sermon preached. Uh, first gospel sermon preached. In fact, there were there were go- the gospel was preached in other ways too. It was preached in promise and preparation and so forth. But now it's going to be preached in fact. That is that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day. Who preached that sermon next too? We just read about him. Peter. Oh. Peter. <laughs> Peter. And when they asked the question, men and brethren, what shall we do? Who answered? Peter. What did he say? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sins. It, those shall are the keys. Those are the yeah. keys of entrance into the kingdom. Because yep. he had the keys. Oh, so, so, interesting. So, so, he did it He did it in Acts 2. He does it in Acts 10 at the household of Cornelius. He's the one mm-hmm. that goes to the household of Cornelius and opens the door for the Gentiles to come in with the key, saying, Can any man forbid water that they should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Hmm. See that? Mm-hmm. Great connection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about that passage in Matthew later. But um, I want you to see... <clears throat> That the purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit on the household of Cornelius was to show the gospel was for the Gentiles. Not for them to impart spiritual gifts to others. Only the apostles could do that. Sometimes people say, well then if you believe that the Cornelius and his household received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, were they able to impart spiritual gifts to others? I said, there's no record of it. I know the apostles could. As far as I know, they were the only ones that could. And when it says the same gift, and that's exactly the meaning of that word like. That's what I was driving at with comparing that to like, same and like, right? Like yeah. We have that, we have that baptism recorded there. Yes. That's the difference, right? Like we don't have any record of Cornelius and his household being able to lay the hands no. on others. Right. Right. That would be the, uh, the point, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, page seven. Did Cornelius and the group he had assembled receive the Holy Spirit before or after they heard the gospel preached by Peter? Before. Why? Before. <clears throat> I put while. That wasn't an option. I, <laughs> I 
thought it was a trick question, okay? Because it was saying while I... Tierney, why do you all think... <laughs> I'm such a serious-minded person. I don't know why you think that I would... I would pull a trick on you like that, you uh, know? Just to test us. Yeah, that's possible. Circle or... Yeah. All right. Right. 25. In conviction and conversion of the alien sinner, how does the Holy Spirit operate? Directly or indirectly? Is it indirectly. Why do you say that, Jacob? Uh, because he uses the, uh, uses the Bible, the, the Word, right. instead of physically. He uses means. means yeah. he, is that a hint? Yeah, that, he uses means. <laughs> Now I, I touch I touch you hold your hand up. I touch you in my Bible. Is that am I touching you directly or indirectly? Directly. Am I? Or indirectly. Put your hand out here again. Put object. your hand out here again. Is that's that directly? Directly. Yeah, that's directly. Yeah. Alright, how about this? Indirectly. Indirectly. That's yeah. exactly right. Holy Spirit uses the Bible, the word of God, to convict and convert. So it's talking about people. now, not Cornelius. It's even back then, even even back then, Cornelius, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not for the purpose of saving Cornelius and his household. It was for the purpose of showing, read Acts 11, right, read Acts 11, 18. You swallowed it, didn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I lost it. You no. lost No, it's still here. Stuck. Just, stuck. Just kinda... Say, ah, no. <laughs> right here. Uh, look, at, look at Acts 11, 18. Read it again for us. Get that indelibly step, stamped into your mind. When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying that hath God also to the Gentiles. Then hath God also. Right? Yes. Yeah. I was just, um, with this question, I didn't know if it was talking about now or when they got the gift. It's, it's the same. It's before. Because the beginning of the question is, in conviction and conversion of the alien sinner. Even here, the whole point that we're talking about is that they receive the Holy Ghost. And if you look at the way uh, it was laid out when it went through the first time, they still needed to be baptized for the forgiveness of their sins. Right? Like they received the Holy Ghost. Well, it was just a sign. Yes. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was a sign to the Jews, really, that the gospel was for the Gentiles. It was not to save Cornelius in his household. So when it was a promise, actually. When you think about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was a promise. Uh, but they had the Holy Spirit in them. They had. They were overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit's power. Yes, they were able to speak in tongues. So yes. that was directly. Yeah, well, this yes. The Bible's indirectly. Yes, yes, yes but, the question, direct, but the but question. But the question is. Convert them. Yeah, the, oh, okay. the question is in conviction saying? and conversion. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Okay. Like okay. That, that Holy Spirit baptism served a completely different purpose, and it was to show mostly to Peter and so that he could report back to the other apostles, yeah. hey, this is to go to them as well. It, was, it did not yeah, save them because they still needed to, in both accounts, uh, as any man had, you know, forbid water, they should be baptized. They still needed to have the water baptism to for the conversion. Right? And, that's, and, and if they were saved, that... Holy Spirit baptism, then they were saved before they even heard the message. Right. They were saved before they had faith because they had to hear hear first before they could have faith and before they could repent. You know, that's before why, they could yeah. confess Christ even. Yeah, that's why that uh, eleven fifteen, you know, the Holy Spirit as he began to speak. 
So that just shows you they didn't even know anything. Right. Yeah. Okay, got it. So in conviction and conversion of the alien center, how does the Holy Spirit operate, Megan? Indirectly. Indirectly. Here's the point. Where God's word has not gone, there are no converts. There are no Christians. The gospel has to go. And it is, has been placed in earthen vessels in us to carry the gospel to others. Got it? Yep. All right. That takes us to our next lesson, the word of God. Huh? <laughs> Those last few questions took a long time. Well, yeah, I did. The teacher just a little slow, isn't he? <clears throat> Psalm 119.105, what does that say? That is in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Psalm 119. Almost. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah, that's it. Okay, and what does Hebrews 1, 1 and 2 say? God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. So God, at sundry times and divers manners, at different times and in different times and in various ways, he spoke to man through the prophets. God at sundry times in divers manner spake in time passing of the fathers by the prophets. Okay, mentioned four times God spoke in times past. So Genesis two sixteen and seventeen. What's that a reference to? Adam and Eve. Oh, sorry. Spoke to Adam, right? <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Both uh-huh. of so that's good. Well, death after conception of the tree of knowledge, right? What? It said because uh, he was saying that. If you you're gonna you would die if you ate the tree yes. of knowledge. Yes. So that's a a mention. Yeah, that's where it, it's mentioned there. That's right. Uh, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou eatest of it thou shalt surely die. So here here we find God speaking to Adam. Okay. Uh, Genesis six fourteen. To whom did God speak there? How Noah should make the ark and what yeah. materials? Yeah, he spoke to he spoke to Noah, and had, you know gave him the instructions on building the the ark. Genesis twenty two fourteen. Telling Abraham to sacrifice his son and where? Yes, <clears throat> yes. Okay, Exodus, and we've got the wrong verse there, a uh, wrong chapter. Should be Exodus three. See, we put these in here so you realize that you've got to check to make sure that the preacher gets it right. Exodus 3, and begin with verse 1. Who wants to read that? 3, verse 1. Yeah. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Read on. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in, in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. We know. And Moses said, I will not turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. I will now turn aside. Oh, I will now turn aside. Yeah, yeah. That's a, every that's a every, point. every word Every word's important. Yeah. And sometimes I miss it too, so go ahead. Um, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoe from off thy feet, for the place where wherein thou standest is holy ground. Okay, so and it goes on to say, God identifies himself as the I am. I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Uh, so, how did God speak to Moses here? Burning bush. Yes, from from the burning bush. Did, did God reveal himself? Because it said, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. He didn't reveal himself, obviously. It was a manifestation of God. It was okay. not God because <coughs> John one eighteen says, no man has seen God in time. Right. So it was a... Stop Sorry. that. Stop Sorry. That. Don't do <laughs> I'm that. waiting all... I'm like, Don't. it's right there. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it was a manifestation of God. God... Uh, no man has seen God in time. Right. And so, uh, God speaks to Moses out of the burning bush. And what caught Moses' attention was the bush did not was not consumed. It was on fire, but it was not consumed. Okay? Uh, in a few words, tell how God uh, command, uh, commanded... Communicate. Communicate. I don't have my glasses on. Communicated these men of old. Speaking a, of old. Actually, actually, it's a big word. <laughs> I am the sorry. Men of old. She's kind of slamming you, I think. Why well, she? I just consider the source. You're not going to call any she bears, are you? <laughs> no. no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Might send down fire from heaven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Megan, read it just for that. Or sure. give the answer. Sure thing. I shall read, and then I can do it both. <laughs> Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose, and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him, and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envy him, but his father kept the matter in mind. So how did God communicate to Joseph here? In a dream. Dreams. Dreams. That's your answer. Dreams. Moses, uh, we've already answered this, but three two. What does it say? How did God speak to Moses on this occasion? Burning bush. Yep. Burning bush. <clears throat> Balaam. Oh, that's a good one. The donkey. Yeah. Spoke through the donkey. That's right. Belshazzar. Handwriting on the wall. That's right. Another good one. Handwriting on the wall. Yes. I was reading that, and it was like giving me chills because that would just. Is that where that phrase comes from? What? See the writing on the wall. 
Yes, it sure is. There are a lot of expressions we hear in our language today that come from the Bible. A lot of those proverbs get attributed to uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? Like, like a house divided cannot stand. Yeah. Like, where do you think he got that from? Right. right. That's right. He read the Bible. He was. He's probably a little more PC though. He was. He was uh, very well read. Yeah. And was a wonderful wordsmith. I mean, if you ever read his speeches, you know, or his letters. Uh, but yes. Uh, and a lot of writers and, and people on television who don't even believe in God uh, or believe the Bible, they sometimes refer to the Bible and they don't even realize it. Uh, God speaks to us today how? God speaks through what? Uh, this the is, Bible. The uh, in particular here, number 3a, God speaks through what? Hebrews 1 2. I couldn't get that one. His son? His son. God, who at sundry times in diverse manners spake in time passing the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. See? It's the Word, right? Well, it's a, he, the Son speaks through the Word um, via the Holy Spirit. Remember what we talked about? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, to the apostles, the written Word. That's the chain of authority that you read of. Oh, so when it's saying God speaks through His Son, He's really he's referring just going to through the, the chain. chain. Yeah, well, He leaves out He leaves out the Holy Spirit, but of course, John sixteen, Jesus said to His apostles, "Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He shall guide you into all truth." He had already said earlier, um, "When He has come, He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment." And He says. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he shall guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall, he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He, the Holy Spirit, shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, Holy Spirit would, and show it unto you, speaking to the apostles. That's John 16, by the way, verses uh, 7 through about verse 15. So, make a note of that. Okay? So, God speaks through his Son. B, Christ speaks... Was that the first bell? It was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Christ speaks to us through blank. That's B. Yep. Come on. Apostles, Come on. Apostles. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> apostles and I would say also the prophets. The New Testament prophets. Uh, and you got John 17. Uh, eight. 8 and Luke 10, 15. Luke 10, 16, I'm sorry. See, the apostles speak to us through what? Look Bible. At, look, through 1 Corinthians, look at 1 Corinthians 14, 37. If anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. The things that I write to you, Paul says, are the commandments of the Lord. Anybody who thinks he's a prophet, let him, let him, you know, uh, in essence, uh, harmonize with what I have said, you know, what I've written to you. So through the Bible? Yeah. Through his word, yeah. Four, we will be judged by what? 
Question four. Our works. By his word. Well, God's yeah. word. God's word. Revelation 20 and verse 12. By, you said God. But it's speaking of the Revelation 20 and 12. I, Look at it. I thought it was speaking of works. Well, uh, your works are going to be judged by uh, the standard. Uh, and the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life, and they were judged. Okay. Every man out of them. I don't know where I was reading, really, honestly. I well, that's <laughs> that's okay. I was reading of the church where he was um, writing to the churches, and then he was saying uh, about dead works and all that. And so right. I figured it was works. Well, uh, so God's word would be your answer here, I think. Might have been Revelation 2. Revelation, yeah. yeah. What's the verse there? Well, I don't know. When she said she'd not... Sure. I'm talking about the different churches yeah. in that Revelation 2. Revelation 3 speaks of uh, Sardis, I believe. Uh, dead works. It's been a while since I've looked at it. 3, 1, yeah. yeah, three. I was going to 2.12. Yeah, okay. Uh, 5. To reject Christ is to not receive what? The word. His word. To reject his word is to reject Christ. To reject Christ is to reject his word. What does John twelve forty eight say? He that rejected me. Someone read that verse. You said John. John twelve forty eight. He that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. Uh, the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Yes. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge <coughs> him in the last day. Sorry, Thank I don't you. have any Kleenexes here. I just, just they, use your sleeve. I'm good. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Maybe. <coughs> there they are. Yes. I was waiting for them. At least they're not as loud as Lois. They're like, they wake the dead. I'm not kidding. It's gotten so loud. So I was feeling them the whole time. I'm like, they're right there. And don't be going out telling Lois. Is I it because that. you're asleep? Is that what you're No. No. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, that's second bell out of here. <laughs> <laughs>